Welcome to the Resume Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 105. I'm Joel Payne. I'm Sam Hargreaves. I'm Matt Osgood. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving in their local church and beyond. In this episode, we'll be looking back to where some of this story began, reviewing January's Assembly Bangers Challenge with the help of some special guests, and setting a new challenge for February. Woohoo! Hello, both of you. Hello. Hello, Joel. Hello, Sam. I'm actually in the air on the way to Pittsburgh. It's incredible. You've got really good internet. Yeah. That aeroplane that you're on at the moment actually last time i was on an aeroplane there was internet um mm. but it was a while back so i presume it's got even better i don't think you were supposed to use it for video calls but i just did anyway <laughs> <laughs> and nice. then uh, yeah anyway no i'm i mean obviously i'm not yet but when this goes out i will be with andy clark and chris juby on our way to pittsburgh looking forward to a writing retreat with the united adoration Looking forward to a concert at Ascension Church. Looking forward to the Calvin Symposium on Christian Worship, where we hope to meet all kinds of people. If you're listening to this and you are planning to be at any of those things, drop us a line. Love to meet you. We would very much love to meet you. Um, mm. Can I throw in a couple of updates and stuff that's happening before we get into Please the do. meat of the thing? Yes. Um, the Lament and Hope project we talked about it before on this podcast but we're basically at the send us your songs phase so 12th of march is the deadline songs of lament songs of hope um head to our website and you can find more details there's a place there as well where you can um you can submit your songs and actually if you submit your songs there it happens anonymously at least when we sort of download the list and the audio and stuff we don't get the names with it which is nice for some people just so that we can evaluate them without taking your tremendous good looks into account. And then... I presume you're talking to Sam. Yeah, yeah, mainly Sam. Mainly Sam. I'm I'm dazzled by Sam's good looks and therefore always... (laughs) That explains a lot. It does. Um, Also, Jubilate, our sister organisation, are launching a similar sort of thing. They're they're more on the sort of the hymny end, but it's hymns, crossover songs, things. And theirs is called Journey to Resurrection. So it's covering the sort of the the journey from Palm Sunday through to Easter Sunday and beyond. Different songs uh, reflecting different moments in the journey. Um, and that is also opening about now. So head to Jubilate, J-U-B-I-L-A-T-E, um, and send them your hymns and songs. There's loads of opportunities. And do share this, please. If you know if you know people who are songwriters, share it. Um, we'd love to have... Well, Isaac from the Porter's Gate said they have 300 songs to sort through for a for a single album project and we're well this is three albums basically so we need roughly a thousand so if you can get to work <laughs> if we're going to keep up wow yeah by the way Joe, I, I don't have time to be on the shortlisting team for this one yeah so, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, oh gosh yeah um yeah all these people who've been wondering all these years about what does joel payne actually do with his time that is it that's he what i do listens to <laughs> hundreds of goodness, worship song goodness. submissions um matt osgood is here Woo-hoo! hey <laughs> Matt, uh, Matt is a very kind, very a, kind, a legend of Razan worship, which doesn't mean he's imaginary. It means <laughs> he is uh, very notable in a historic sense. Uh, Matt, quickly, just tell us a bit about yourself in general. 
So, yeah, I am currently worship pastor of a church in Richmond, which is in southwest London. And um, yes, I've only been there a few months and have done various other things, uh, mostly kind of worship pastoring type job, but also uh, ran a recording business uh, for a bit. Uh, I was a primary school teacher for a very short uh, interval of time, which uh, means that, yeah, I really loved um, this month's challenge and listening to uh, everyone's songs. Uh, And I I also like to think that I am, in some way, chiefly responsible for the the genesis of the creative (laughs) force that is Sam Hargreaves and Joel Payne together. (laughs) Well, I thought this could be quite a fun thing. So basically, in a a very short sentence, uh, Rizam Worship started and sort of me, Sam and Matt set it up. Um, so this is the sort of original team. Um, I thought it might just be quite interesting for listeners, and I don't think we've ever done this on, on the podcast, partly because we've never actually had the three of us on the podcast together. Just to tell a little bit of that early story about how Resound Worship began. And in order to do that, I think we're going to have to start, Sam, with you, and then maybe Matt and I will bring in our perspectives. Where, where does it begin? Where, where's the, the moment where this thing becomes a possibility? I think it begins with me being at Spring Harvest, uh, I don't know, probably nearly 20 years ago. Mm. And uh, I managed to, uh, Matt was playing keys for Andy Flanagan in a youth venue. And I managed to wangle myself onto the stage to lead some worship. And I led one of my songs, which I think was in the book that year. That was, Matt it, came it up- was Jesus Lead Us to the Father. I yes, think. Jesus Leads the Father, my first and probably only good worship song. Back in the day, and, we uh, need to say, a song in the Spring Harvest book was a big deal. Yeah. So, so Sam was quite a big deal. <laughs> um, and so Matt came up to me and said, oh, have you written any other songs? And <clears throat> I've written some songs. And how do we get songs out there that aren't by, you know, famous people? And I said, well, actually, Jubilate Hymns has started this, was, has asked me, to start a thing for them which is going to be a kind of new expression a new sort of modern worship song thing and Matt said oh yeah I'll be part of that and I kind of thought we would just do a few songs for them but Matt being Matt he was like well we need a new website we need a new name and we need a new everything so it went from being like a few songs for Jubilate to being a whole thing to be, to be fair, I think my main contribution to all of that was that when we were having that first conversation in some grotty backstage room at Spring Harvest, Sam was that I said, oh, you should probably uh, get in touch with my friend Joel Payne because he's written one or two songs and some of them are OK. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So that's I think that was how the conversation went. So that's actually, there, there you go. See, I, I think I probably did know that, but I'd forgotten. I've put myself more at the centre of the story in my own imagination. <laughs> but I, you two basically were having a chat after Sam had wangled his way into leading a few songs at Spring Harvest. And that's actually where the sort of... Were you already planning, Sam, to get a group together? or Yes, yeah. because the whole thing with Jubilati is that they'd always done like critique groups um but i felt they mostly did that kind of anonymously people would send the songs in and a group would critique but i felt like if we got a group of people in a room and we all critiqued each other's songs that could be so that's what we ended up doing the first time we all met was in david peacock's uh front room and you came along joel and you pretended that you didn't know the words to your song and you kept restarting it that's really weird (laughs) i've forgotten that i remember this bit so 
Yeah. And I remember coming along and not being quite sure what it was or what we were doing. And I'm not sure any of us quite knew what we were there for, no. what we expected to happen. And then I do remember a point where we said, oh, well, so we just sort of play a song to each other. And I am quite a bashful fellow. Um, and I, you know, put in that sort of situation, I very rarely can think of anything I could share or anything I could do. And I suspect Matt probably said, well, why don't you do that Christmas song? And I do remember, I can almost picture where I was in the corner of the room, starting to sing it and then just not being able to figure out how it went and finding the whole experience quite overwhelming. <laughs> uh, that Christmas song, that was what kind of throne? That was what kind of throne, yeah. And so then we did that, didn't we? And I think maybe did we meet a couple of times and start sharing songs <clears throat> with each other that we were writing. And what there was a point where I think, Sam, you got in touch with me and said, do you fancy coming and being on a little team with me and Matt to try and turn this into something. And it was quite remarkable because we were all working for churches. I think we were all full time. Yeah. Which meant we just had that little bit of flex in our in our sort of diaries to actually, you know, and we're, I think it was pre-kids and stuff. So we all had the time to kind of, you know, really throw ourselves in and brand new website and recording all the songs from scratch. And I do remember like, you know, when we got to like, we've got 200 subscribers on our website and we sort of thought this was the, just we could not believe i think we know. put out a press release at that point didn't we, we were... <laughs> the yeah. other thing we did which yeah. i remember i don't know if you guys remember this but we had a phase where we went through there was a website called something like a church find, near you find or, a church wasn't it find was a, it church? a church near you one of those yeah we had a list of all the uk churches and their contact details and i literally went through found all their contact details and spammed like every church saying, hey, we've got new songs. Would you? And I spent hours and hours and hours doing that. Oh, my goodness. I thought Matt did that. No, no, no. That that was Sam. I mean, oh. I did I did plenty of similar things of, uh, you know, various. Oh, was, there was one, Worship the Rock. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. There was some like online. I don't know if that is even still a thing. Um, but yeah, like uh, Worship Leaders Community. And I... Yeah, we, we, we just, yeah, spammed everyone. Like, <laughs> hey, this is like the answer to all your worship needs or something. I, I sat back and let you do that because it felt too dirty to me. I, I mean, you couldn't even play your song in front of like six of us. So you no, didn't really I want couldn't. to email the world. Um, I, I remember my small contribution at the beginning of this stuff when you two were working very hard was to, was to come up with the name because I went away and I just started searching for websites to try and figure out what web domain was not taken and i was just <laughs> playing around with different words and i found we could have resoundworship.org so i remember bringing that along to a little meeting in the vicarage at your um church in where was it ballam hill oh yeah. yeah yeah um and saying i found this web domain that's not taken shall we get it <laughs> <laughs> so if any listeners have been thinking, ah, Resound Worship, you know, that m name must have been come up with after a time of, you know, yeah, protracted prayer. prayer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what domain name is free? That's the answer. We started recording. We were determined the recording should sound like a real church band and without all the, the gubbins and, and, and stuff. Often <laughs> and often they did. And often they did. And I mixed a lot of those recordings. Yeah. I'm sorry. Matt was our early, my earliest producer. I, I, got, I got a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And as they say, the rest is history. Shall we move on? But that was fun. It was nice to reminisce a bit about the, the early days. And it's, I'd love having you two on here together. This is really great. Um, let's move on to the 12 Song Challenge. 12 Song Challenge. 
Our challenge for January was to write assembly bangers. And who knew how difficult that would be to explain to people from outside our culture? <laughs> um, it was. I mean, it Sorry. was, wasn't it? It took a bit of a bit of explaining. What on earth are you trying to? What is this thing you're trying to describe? Songs for, yeah. Um, and it was interesting seeing how people began to figure out their own kind of cultural equivalent of it, like holiday Bible club or vacation vacation Bible club. vacation vacation yeah. Bible. Um, I was also struck at how. It generated a kind of nervousness about mentioning God, and and it's because it's really hard to explain, isn't it? It's, it's hard to set rules on what is actually a good song for assembly, and it does depend mm. on the context. And it doesn't mean you can't mention God, but there are some things which obviously are sort of kind of out there and don't work, and and other times when they're not. So I, I thought I thought that. Um, I also should reflect at this point. I'll get your your guys' feedback in a sec. That I I said something that you could play and lead on the piano in a kind of, I think I, I was wistfully still imagining that piano in assemblies will make a revival. And I have experienced you, you, that. But You I, went to primary school a long time ago, Joel. <laughs> it really was. So I have experienced that in going into schools and doing things and there being someone playing the piano. And, and therefore it is, you know, as an instrument, which you can literally just rock up and play, it's loud and therefore it's you can do a whole hall of singing. But the reality is that the vast um, majority of schools these days play YouTube videos and often terrible YouTube videos at that. Awful. But uh, it did bring out, as um, increasingly we find, an extravaganza of creativity. So, Matt, you've come specially um, to reflect yes. on some of this for us. First up, you were saying you had a bit of experience as a primary school teacher, but you said it wasn't very much how much was it uh, yeah, what went yeah, wrong? yeah so I, I did a, um, a primary uh, PGCE uh, postgraduate in education yeah. Um, yeah several years ago um, and then literally worked as a, a music specialist primary school teacher for like a term um, and then I mean then I was moving house and getting married and anyway but I, I've, I've worked in schools um, uh, for a few years in various other uh, guises and have um, well one child who's in reception and a couple of others who are teenagers so have had many years of primary school nativities and uh, <laughs> assemblies and going and helping out with various musical things um and uh yeah it's just such a brilliant month i i very deliberately um try to do better than i have done previous months in terms of actually listening to at least a bit of every single song that's posted and i Whoa. think i have Managed it. There's a couple that have been posted today, which I haven't quite got round to yet. But um, even with what felt like a really quite a niche uh, task, you know, writing for a very specific audience um, in, in, I guess, in a more sort of, you know, high energy, up tempo way, even then there's still been incredible diversity and creativity within, within that, which is, um, yeah, amazing, actually. Have you noticed any sort of particular trends in the way people have been uh, writing, either stylistically, thematically? Yeah, so I, I mean, like I say, there's there's there is that sort of trend towards the more high energy, but that's not universal. There's still plenty of other songs which are more kind of you know mid tempo or even kind of you know ballady um, uh, kind of songs. And I think you know a couple of people have sort of very specifically followed the bit of the brief about kind of you know not mentioning God at all and have written. So I think um, uh, Catherine Miller's 
uh, song was a really good example um, of, of that. But then other people were writing songs saying, well, actually, you know, my, my kids go to um, the local C of E, Church of England primary school, and they basically just have like full on worship time yeah. assembly. So I'm writing a song for that context, and that is um, completely different. So, yeah, and the, I mean, if, well, actually, we're going to go on to picking out particular songs um, in, in a moment, aren't we? So, uh, yeah, it's it's just incredibly diverse. And if you have anything, like any involvement with leading kind of, um, you know, all age or, or children's worship, and you haven't yet gone through and listened to a whole bunch of songs on the channel, then do so because there are some amazing resources there. I found myself smiling a lot. I think people <laughs> wrote lots of fun songs yeah. and really like someone like wrote like a sort of trance house kind of thing <laughs> which i thought would be amazing fun um uh yeah i really like susan goforth's fruit song cool uh, that's a lot of fun as well like fruit of the spirit but doing that in a very one well, yeah so i think lots lots of funny songs it's a good thing to hear yeah brilliant well we're gonna um do our usual which is picking a few out to listen to but major twist plot twist listeners dun, dun, dun. Uh, we figured we should probably ask our kids what they thought so what we've done is several of the team leaders have who've got primary age kids have sat with them and listened through all the songs in their team and said which one do you like will you would you do a review for us so we've got a few of those coming up so first up we've got isaac aged nine hi i'm isaac and i'll be reviewing jeff burr's the narrow road First of all, I think it would be fun to like put actions into it because kids at my school love putting actions into it. And number two, I think it's easy for the little ones to sing as it, it's not got many hard words in it and it repeats lots and they wouldn't have to do lots of reading. Number three, I also like that the chorus, it changes to like match the verses. And number four, lastly, um, I like that it talks about walking your lives with Jesus, like when things are good or are bad. There's a long, long way to go. I'm gonna walk along the road. There's a long, long way to go. I'm gonna walk along the road. There's a long, long way to I'm gonna walk along the road And I'm thankful you're here to carry my load And I'm walking on the narrow road Walking on the narrow road I don't turn left and I don't turn right I'm just walking in the light raining on me now I'm gonna splash along Excellent the review, Isaac. Road. Thanks, Isaac. I don't feel like we Clouds should... We don't, I don't think we have the right to add to no. or comment on the, on the on the reviews that they... It was a beautifully presented review. We should it probably was. try and organise our reviews similarly. It was actually like so much more points. careful, yeah. <laughs> systematic than anything that's ever been on the podcast before. So that's, that's fantastic. Thank you, Isaac. Next we have... Um, an anonymous child. Uh, I am 
11 years old and an anonymous child. Anonymous child. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> anonymous child. We just listened to Ben Gibbon's song. Uh, what's it called? We Are the Children of St. Mary's? No. Wait. Uh, no. Rise Above the Ordinary. There we go. Oh, okay. Rise Above the Ordinary. Um, And I'm going to be reviewing it. So, uh, first, the things that I really like. Um, I think it has a really cool feeling and uh well it has kind of the feeling of a chant and kind of makes me want to join in if anyone starts singing it and I think it's really awesome in that way and uh it has a really strong beat which also helps with the chant feeling Mm -hmm. and I just tend to gravitate gravitate toward things that have a strong beat and yeah yeah um also the music is um really nice and um I kind of looked into the age group that this song was aimed towards and uh I found kind of that uh it's for primary primary school aged kids and I think the music would be really cool for them because it's not too hard but it's also really um really repetitive and really awesome yeah. and uh it is um the chorus is a little bit fast uh but that could contribute to the awesomeness of it too right those driving syllables yeah yeah, maybe it would just take a little while to 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 learn at first, but I think it took, you think it took me just a few tries, so yeah. Like it like you would need to learn it, but I think kids of that age could definitely I don't know. And yeah. uh another thing I really really like is the intro, which is um spelling out St. Mary's yeah, that S, that wrap around S. Yeah, it's it's so cool, and uh, though not all kindergartners and first graders know how to spell, I think it's a really cool, uh, strong beginning that also contribu- contributes to the chanty feeling kind of thing that is going on, and I really, really like this song. So. Awesome. Great job. Great job, Ben. <laughs> Okay. We love it. S-A-I-N-T-M-A-R-Y-S A-I-N-T-M-A-R-Y-S A-I-N-T-M-A-R-Y-S Yes! We are the children of St. Mary's We are the children from St. Mary's We are fledgling visionaries We fly the wings to catch the air We rise above the ordinary Children from St. Mary's, we are fledgling visionaries. We clap our wings to catch the air, we rise above the ordinary. Children from St. Mary's, we are fledgling visionaries. We 
We're all doing our our mean looking cool faces during As much as middle aged men can do. As much as we can. Receding hairlines and grumpy faces. Yeah, Burns was one of the ones that I picked out as being a fantastic example of that writing a song rather than trying to write a super generic hit that goes everywhere he's literally writing it with one school in mind and I mean you know my kids also happened to go to a primary school that was called St Mary's so they could use it <laughs> but um, uh, but really it's just writing for that really specific context but therefore going to be so much more powerful for those kids because they're going to be like oh my goodness someone has written this song especially for us with us in mind uh, which it's just fantastic. Yeah, the 12-inch version is for St. Gertrude's and St. Ethelberger's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck spelling those, kids. I've been, I've been waiting for ages to say that. <laughs> um, we should say thank you, anonymous child. We have no idea, have no who, idea you who you are or who you're related to. <laughs> Didn't recognise anyone's voice on there. Here's <laughs> uh, Huck, age seven, reviewing uh, Run to Jesus by Polly Axford Checkley. Um, I thought it was really good. I really like the back singers um, and how it um, says run, run to Jesus and how it just um, makes sure you understand it, why it's saying it so many times. And the big strong tower bit um, makes me think of how big and strong God is oh, yeah. and what he's done for the world. Yeah, that's good. Do you think people would like singing that bit? Like if you had some people going, run, 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 and then other kids were going, the big strong tower, the might. Do you think they'd like that? Yeah, that was probably be um, really good. Was there anything you thought could have been a bit different? Well, um, when the lady said hey, it sounded a bit like she was annoyed with the backtrackers, so I think she shouldn't have put that there. Can I just say, Joel, how much I think Sam and I appreciate that you are teaching Huck like how to critique songs at <laughs> yeah. age seven, like, like teach a child the way he should go. Exactly. <laughs> just give me a little bit more. Now I need you, you know, critical analysis. It's no good just describing yeah. it. What could you do? And then don't just say what's wrong. <clears throat> give some alternative ideas that could improve it. Um, it was controversial, though. Did you think the hey did sound a little bit like she was crossed mm. with the backing singers? Can't possibly comment on that. Uh, we've got one more child. Here we are. Caleb. Caleb, who I think is also age seven. Ready? Here we go. This song is called Love Your Neighbor. Okay. What do you think about that song? I love it! What were you doing while you were listening to it? Dancing! Was that song really easy to do something to? And kind of easy to make the hammer. What do you think? Do you think that'd be a fun song to listen to? Mm-hmm. 
love your neighbor, treat everybody right. You've got to love your neighbor, treat everybody right. And just who is your neighbor? Well, it's everyone in your sight. When you see someone struggling, you've got to lend them a hand. When you see someone struggling, you've got to lend them a hand. If we don't help each other, this old world will never stand. Love is patient and it's kind. No record of wrongs. Love is patient and it's kind. It keeps no record of wrongs. When we love one another, we're one step closer to God. Life ain't no competition. So that was Jason Hardy. Love your neighbor. That's brilliant. That was really good, wasn't it? Yeah, super simple. What was that question? Uh, who, who is your neighbour? Everybody. In, uh, everyone in your sight. Everyone in your yeah. sight. Fantastic lyric. I loved that. Really good. And it's so clear and concrete in a way that you know the kids are just going to like look around the room and go, ah, oh, it's all of you lot. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um, Matt, aged 40-something, has also <laughs> picked out one or two. Uh, Matt, what have, you, what have you picked out you thought we could have some do? Yeah, yeah. Well, so I think I I mentioned um, Catherine Miller's um, before as one that really sort of um, filled the brief. So uh, in in not mentioning God, but being you know a, a song therefore, but could be applied to a whole bunch of different contexts and could easily be used uh, you know in a specifically Christian context as well with um, a bit of explanation uh, around it. Um, we're going to listen to a little bit of that yeah, one. Yeah, let's have a clip. Great. Um, 
Uh, and you know, there's there's certainly kind of Christian imagery in there, you know, particularly that that, that last line with you know references to light and love and so on. But um, but yeah, I mean, absolutely something that could be used in a whole range mm. of uh, different school contexts. So yeah, good stuff. Um, I there, there's so many that um, uh, could be picked out. And but another one that I thought just took a completely different approach. So uh, Emma Billington's um, Goliath was a giant. Um, and really interesting, in the thread, she, she said this was inspired by teaching the story of David and Goliath in a huge primary school near Heathrow Airport. I'm guessing that's kind of Hounslow area for uh, any London residents. Um, and most of the kids were not from a Christian background, a real mix of Sikhs, Muslims, Hindus, Jains, Zoroastrians, and they love the story of the little guy with God defeating the giants. Matt wasn't um, so, uh, yeah. an RE teacher, you can tell. No, I, no, no, I taught music. school age child is not going to love the idea of some like big giant saying I'm going to spread you on my toes yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> like yeah brilliant but then you know absolutely tells the story and really faithful to the biblical narrative actually you know uh, there's a verse later on David wasn't bothered he picked up five stones told Goliath he'd fight with God's strength alone swung a stone towards him smacked him in the head the Philistine was cut to size Goliath was dead oh so, what a, that, what a landing. Yeah. yeah. And all that chromaticism and yet very singable. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There's another thing about this challenge. I think there's something about writing kind of songs for children or for all ages that everyone's like, ah, so I don't need to write a mid-tempo kind of worship anthem. And all the other styles, like Jason Hardy's um, blues one. Yeah. And just there's so much more like diversity uh, across the, the channel for this month I think can I I want to just do a, a kind of a shout out to Emma because I think Emma's a great songwriter and I don't think I've yeah. ever heard her write a bad song so I, I love hearing Emma's songs I just want I just want to say that out loud and <laughs> you're all my favorites but, but, but Emma's one of my special favorites carry on <laughs> yeah and I I just oh, a couple of sort of honorable mentions can I do those yeah is that right yeah so um if ever you struggle with finding songs that really engage um, children, maybe you know, 
I guess in a church context with with actions then check out tim goodson's clap your hands because that literally you can't listen to that and not move so that is just is a really excellent song um there's there's several that are just really good um really good melodies like well-crafted melodies like dave shaw's and um Mm. i think uh, chris shackleton's uh both just really catchy and again i think a great example of you know writing stuff that is aimed at children but it's one of those things that actually just melodies that will get stuck in your head and then all the adults will go away if you do doing this in a more sort of all age context all the adults will go away humming it and possibly Mm. getting slightly annoyed but they'd be you know they'd be humming something uh, really (laughs) positive so yeah what a great month what a great month the one thing that also struck me when you're writing songs for (coughs) primary school unless you're going to do them yourself you sort of need to take into account writing songs that the teachers might like because <laughs> they're the ones who are going to choose to sing them. So yeah. you've got to, you're pitching somewhere in between, aren't you? Which is in this kind of... It, it's got to appeal to the teachers in some way in order for them to introduce it in the first place, but then it's got to appeal for the kids in order for it to really stick and resonate and all the other things it has to do. Uh, did we have a star of the month? Yes, we do. And January's star of the month is... Chloe Rose. Chloe, thank you so much for um, being well, like everywhere. But also, I think what was brilliant about Chloe's input this month was that she would kind of chip in on a song, be incredibly encouraging, and like scatter songwriters with emojis. Um, but then would also give really constructive feedback in that. But then would come back to songs, you know, after um, there'd been a bit more discussion or after the, the writer would come back with a revised version and then sort of chip in again with further encouragement. So, yeah, thank you. May we all be more like Chloe. Folks, that is the way it's done. 12 it's time to set a new challenge for February. Sam, you're going to set this challenge. Do it. 12 Song Challenge for February is going to be called Songs of Rest. And this is based around a book and a resource that Sarah and I and Engage Worship have coming out. In fact, it came out yesterday, if you're listening to this on the yeah. 1st of February. Um, and it's a book and a resource called The Rest is Worship. And it's based around a couple of things. Um, firstly, um, just a sense that Sarah and I have had sort of personally in our family of Jesus inviting us to rest. Uh, and I think this is something that lots of people have been kind of exploring as well. And God's been kind of putting on lots of people's heart, but really thinking about what it means to kind of respond to Jesus' invitation, you know, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And maybe that's partly to do with the pandemic and people having a little bit more time maybe just to, sort of get rhythms in their lives that are healthy uh realizing that rest isn't necessarily what the world tells us is rest so we talk in the book about counterfeit rest things like doom scrolling on your phone or binge watching or you know just sleeping in every morning it's not necessarily what jesus is offering us it's more about being present to god being present to the world around us being sort of restored from the inside out and ultimately i think that you know, the rest is worship. It's possible to glorify God and to worship God as we rest. So that's kind of where we started. But the second thing is also, um, we've just been reflecting a lot that church services shouldn't necessarily have to be exhausting. 
Uh, and I think a lot of us, that's our experience is that we feel like church services are work and the effort and they involve a lot of organization and technology and complication. Um, and I think one of the things, again, in the pandemic, you know, obviously some people were working really hard in the pandemic, but others, you know, they were maybe off the rotors. They got used to kind of sofa church. And I've heard lots of church leaders say to me, oh, people just aren't coming back and getting involved in the way they were before. And maybe some of that is, you know, I, I understand the struggle that church leaders have with that. But maybe that's because people went, actually, I was overcommitted. Or when I went to church on Sunday, it was so stressful. It was so involved. It just took so much out of me. And so it got re- me and Sarah really thinking about, is it possible to plan and organize gathered worship in such a way that it's kind of in keeping with the rest that Jesus offers us, uh, that isn't super complicated, that isn't super work intense, that isn't reliant on huge amounts of technology and maybe sort of returning to some simplicity in our music. Um, we had an example of this uh, the other day when we, we were doing this Evergreen Plus um, cohort we just kicked off uh, with 15 young worship leaders and we t- took them away for a weekend and we'd done it's got acoustic worship throughout the weekend but it'd been planned and there was a screen and pa on the sunday morning literally we planned nothing and timo just said we're going to start off just our voices sitting in a circle let's just hum i think it was just like a d chord and we just started humming and he says if anyone wants to start a, a song or read scripture let's just see what comes out of this d sort of humming this d chord and then someone started singing a simple song and then somebody and after sort of a few minutes, wow, this is really powerful time of worship. And it really, it sort of struck me that we weren't, we hadn't planned it. We didn't have a screen. We didn't have a PA. We didn't have a leader at the front. We didn't have any instruments. But just with the simplicity of our voices, we were leading one another in, you know, people were reading the Bible and praying and singing out different different songs. And it was super simple. So we're kind of exploring that and our church as well has been a really good example our vicar grace she's really good at this stuff as well and she's been helping us explore this and our our church actually believe it or not feels restful when we go there on a sunday it doesn't feel like we're all overcommitted. it doesn't feel like we're all trying to achieve something huge uh it just feels like we're trusting in god and, and connecting with him so that's the book and the resource and that is sort of represented by uh firstly uh, a sort of devotional book 40 short chapters that you could read in lent or you could just read it however you want it's called the rest is worship um and that's really for anyone you don't have to be a church leader or a worship leader but it's it's for anyone and then the second thing is a, a leader's resource ebook and so we've aimed that bit specifically at worship leaders pastors people who kind of want to actually say or well, what does this look like on a sunday morning uh, that comes with four new songs other downloadable resources powerpoints those kinds of things and uh because we love you on the 12 song challenge uh we want you to have this stuff as easily as you can so we're going to in the email we're going to include a an offer code that you can use at the engage worship uh checkout and and when you put that in you'll get three pound off uh both the devotional book and the ebook and if you don't want to buy those books that's fine um maybe you don't want to buy them right now but you can download the first three chapters of the devotional book and again there'll be a link uh, to all that in in the email that you get and so that might be ways that you kind of just start to explore this for yourself uh start to think about some of these themes and then hopefully we can write some songs out of these themes great you've got to help us out a bit though sam uh, okay with some give us some specific ideas where can we go what can we do 
Okay, well, I've got, I think, five ideas, but you guys might want to chip, or four, sure. maybe four ideas. You guys want to chip in with any other thoughts you've got. So firstly, just the simply Jesus invitation to rest. And the most obvious uh, place to go is Matthew 11. Um, we've written a song for for the project um, f- called Come All You Heavy Laden, kind of directly out of that Matthew 11 stuff of Jesus kind of inviting us to come to him. He's, you know, gentle and humble in heart, and he will bring rest for our souls and there's lots of other songs written out of that but i think it's a pretty rich theme really to kind of explore that um matt uh weeks and calvin hollingsworth oh still my soul within i think is another really good song around those themes uh or more traditionally you've got uh, the horatius bonar hymn i heard the voice of jesus say come unto me and rest so you might want to explore some of those songs that have already been written on that on that and then maybe just kind of have a song that either offers that invitation or responds to that invitation uh, to rest i had uh i remember a couple of years ago on the 12 song challenge we did a communion songs challenge and i remember yeah. I, I wrote my communion song was around this idea of be of the invitation um, yeah all who are weary and heavy laden come to the yeah. table and and that's a point i was just thinking sort of liturgically that's quite a good point of invitation yeah to gather around the table as a place of rest it's the kind of the yeah. feast it's the it's the end result in Psalm 23, isn't it? And, and that kind of thing. Yeah. So that, that could be a way of bringing the invitation aspect in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the other biblical theme that uh, I guess we, we touch on a lot in the book is is Sabbath. Uh, and this idea that we follow a God who rests. That's the, the, the whole root of Sabbath is in this idea that you know God creates the heavens and the earth. And on the seventh day, God rests. And we talk about we don't think that's because God's exhausted. You know, the Bible says that God doesn't get tired. So there must be something else going on. It's not that he's trying to recharge. It's trying to, that he wants to enjoy this world that he's just made. And he wants to invite his people to join him in enjoying that world. And so you could explore Genesis 2, uh, Exodus 20, uh, Deuteronomy 5, the, the commandments about Sabbath. Also, there's a lot in, in Jesus because Jesus gets critiqued in the way that he approaches Sabbath. Uh, and he ends up saying, you know, look, the Sabbath wasn't made, uh, you know, we're not made to meet the needs of the sabbath the sabbath was there to meet mm. your needs as humanity and jesus says i'm the lord of the sabbath yeah. so something is fulfilled in jesus around sabbath and it it is this is one of the things that sarah and i reflected on a lot is that it's easy to get very legalistic about sabbath uh, and we a lot of us have inherited a kind of, oh it sounds very dour and very boring and 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 you know you can't do this and you can't do that but actually sabbath is a gift sabbath is 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 a gift that you know god is lavishing on us uh, and so to try and explore that keiko ying's uh lord of the sabbath uh song i'd only discovered um by sort of she offered it as as we were asking who has songs on these themes and it's just a brilliant song um it's worth, that's really worth listening to and also uh i've written a hymn um to um the be thou my vision tune called lord may arresting and that touches on on some of those things do you know what strikes me about this Sabbath thing? Because I'm thinking mm. about it internally and for myself, and I've always found Sabbath quite a difficult concept. I think, mm. um, sort of. I like. I'm a really, I'm a really lazy person. But it's, that's, this isn't <laughs> about being lazy, is it? It's about there is an intentionality to rest, and there's a kind of sacredness mm. about Sabbath. But it just struck me that we're asking, you know, a couple of hundred people who are probably really busy on Sundays and spend hours rehearsing and leading and pouring out their energies and absolutely shout to write a song about Sabbath. And there's a kind of, there's a kind of irony yeah. that that's going to be quite a process for people probably. Yeah. Because I guess is there'll be other people like me and not so much now, but when I was a worship pastor, 
that I mean I I had another day off but my view of what was everyone else's Sabbath was a very intense hard work day and could I possibly yeah. write something which would engage with them where they were at experience that Sabbath I don't know so I'm I'm fascinated to see where that goes yeah I really hope people engage with that question because I think for pastors for worship leaders we ought to be asking some big questions about how how that whole thing and, and it's not to say you, you shouldn't take another day off in the week you know but actually is have we overcomplicated Sundays does it have to be this crazy treadmill and it will always be to some degree work but yeah I think there is there's big questions around that and also as that I was thinking so I'm just reflecting here because this is so interesting yeah. as an introvert as an introvert <laughs> Sunday is quite costly for me yeah in in the gathering there's a sort of there's an in the sense that there are other people present yeah exactly that's the problem yeah, isn't yeah. it <laughs> so, yeah the, the challenge of how how that is part of rest as well yeah 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 absolutely um just a couple more things one is to sort of do a song that maybe contrasts with the busy world we live in I'm sure lots of people have read uh, john mark comer's ruthless elimination of hurry or probably just reflected on the kind of crazy pace of life i know for me like i've I'm feeling, you know, the irony of putting a book out about rest, but also feeling sort of finally post-pandemic, it feels like my life is kind of back to the same sort of pace that it was. And I'm kind of going, oh, does it have to be? Is there things I need to do? Um, there's our digital culture, which means we're always on. You're always followed around by these alerts and things kind of going for your attention. Um, so there might be, you know, really fruitful songs to be written out of some of those themes um i wrote a verse in that lord may our resting hymn about uh give us the strength to to switch off and unplug and, and specifically you know focus that on because i think that actually for, for contemporary christians the digital world is yeah one of the biggest questions around sabbath and rest or i've I also in doing this some people might already know this hymn but marva dawn wrote an amazing hymn lyric um called come away from russian hurry and she really does that thing of contrasting the you know the the rest of god with the sort of the rush and hurry of contemporary uh of life which is is really worth looking for and then finally um i would just want to encourage people to maybe think about uh actually i've got two more sorry um one is songs that are restful because of their simplicity so this is like linked back to that you know does sunday have to be really complicated and one of the things can we write songs that are easy to lead easy to sing uh that they don't make massive demands of the leaders of the congregation they don't require you know some of the songs that are written now they require technology backing tracks loops drums loads of musicians you know but what about like you know the songs for example of teze which are really super simple and super singable and really often don't require any instruments or just very minimal instruments um Matt Weeks' Do Not Be Afraid, I think, is a really good kind of contemporary example of something like that. Just a really simple, you know, it's so few words. You don't actually have to have a screen because you can easily memorise those words. Yeah. Um, and so we, in the in the project, we've written this really simple song called In the Presence of the Holy, which is Timo and Gemma and I trying to, trying to do something of this. But other people could be trying to write those kind of songs, just really simple, so that actually if you sing them on Sunday, it feels like a rest because it's not a big whole show to sing that song 
And then my final thought was just songs that create the space to rest yeah. and receive God's presence. So kind of in the charismatic world, they might talk about soaking songs, you know, songs that kind of repeat around and maybe just allow you to kind of, yeah, just be with God and, um, you know, classic Noel, Noel Richards to be in your presence. This feels like a song that I keep coming back to on those those kinds of themes, but there's lots of others, but maybe we could be writing some fresh ones. Um, out of the Fujimura challenge, I wrote this song, Lead Me to a Place of Rest, which is also on our little EP. And that's that, that sense of this song is trying to be a restful song, a place where you can rest in God's presence. Sam, how do we, particularly with some of those later examples, how do we... <laughs> How do we make sure they're not really boring? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? How do we make sure that we don't have just created something dull, but instead of create something that is restful but does engage us somehow? Write it well. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, it's hard. Now, actually, to be honest, Timo and I have had this ongoing conversation about what he calls kind of 21st century Teze. Yeah. And we have tried loads we've written so many false starts of trying to write and it's we've actually found it really really hard and it's only with in the presence of the holy that i think we've actually this is you know to us it feels simple but also it it sustains that repeated singing and as i say matt's do not be afraid you know it's it's musically enough um and the words feel like they have some substance but it it's just not endless sections endless you know the, the the melodies feel very singable they're not they're not complex that it it doesn't require a drum beat or a pad to kind of make it i don't know matt what do you think <laughs> well yeah when I, I saw the email with the uh, the theme and um, my mind immediately went back to um the the noel richard song um <clears throat> i mentioned uh, to be in your presence uh, this mm. is my desire and um but it, it's funny how you know, worship songs really do. There are trends within yeah. um, worship songs, and so that all of the. I mean, this is this is again going to make us sound super old, but that kind of like mid to late nineties kind of here in the UK, Noel Richards, so by your side, yeah. or like um, uh, or all who are thirsty. Yeah. Which again, I mean, is that real sort of invitation? It's not specifically the, the yeah. words from Matthew eleven, but still that. Um, mm. Uh, but again, the, the, the simplicity, you know, ah, the days when worship songs were just like you could write a short verse and a short chorus and then say it was done instead <laughs> of having to write, you know, a pre-chorus and a, you know, two more verses and a, and a massive bridge. And, and um, yeah, and I think there is, there is something there about capturing the heart cry of, mm. of where people are at because I think, yeah, going through the pandemic just illustrated i guess for a lot of people whoa that either um oh my goodness i you know kind of I, some people absolutely and and in a lot of ways i was one of them life got way more busy um in in lockdown when if you particularly if you had the job of like video editing uh, exactly. service, services for your church but um but for a lot of people maybe if they were on furlough then all of a sudden there's that question of identity. Well, you know, who am I if mm. if I'm not doing stuff? And I think that can be something around our churches as well, you mm. know, and it's something I have to really, 
you know, resist. If I see new people come into our church, I'm like, ah, oh, is this a musical person? Or, you know, could, could I get you involved on the sound desk? Actually, no, who, who are you as a yeah. person, the person who, who God loves? And, and, and it's finding songs that encapsulate that place of simply, God, I'm, I'm here, you're here, um, and, and that is enough to just celebrate mm. and to enjoy that um, kind of, yeah, where it is. I mean, this is, this is just a massive challenge. I mean, um, Isles, uh, my, my wife and I, um, she's on the Tolson Challenge as well. We, you know, we, we, it is actually a joke between us. We're like, ah, next week is going to be a quiet week. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this is, um, this is absolutely something that, that we know we, we need to uh, engage with and then find ways of expressing that to God as well. So it's a brilliant mm. challenge, even if one, where, yeah, might need to do more work on my own life than um, just working on a song. <laughs> I was just pondering on the, how do you keep the thing engaging? And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fess up. I think to be in your presence is really, really boring. <laughs> I mean, if this is what it's going to be like, I might just get up and go make a cup of tea. <laughs> but I think... Uh, but I know everybody, lots of people love the song. But the, musically, if you musically to keep something simple but engaging, often you've got to have a sort, a kind of harmonic circularity to it, haven't you? Where it just kind of keeps mm. moving round, and it's quite hard to do that with chords one, four, and five with C, F, mm. and G. So you, quite often you find, like if you listen to Taze stuff, it's often in minor keys because minor keys mm. offer more opportunities to get round the corners and bring you back again. Um, mm. So I think it would be interesting. A, a really nice, simple way is just to find four chords in a row, which mm. which lead themselves back around again, and try and find that as a place to begin, um, so that you kind of you create the harmonic bed, the journey first, and then once that's moving along, you you've got real freedom to be incredibly simple within it. So I was I was thinking that yeah. that might be a good one, and then also I just started to think of, of Graham singing let me have my way among you do not strive do not strive <laughs> and an even older classic my goodness yeah thank you thank you graham <laughs> i was just gonna say another um book as well as the uh, john mark homer book on the ruthless elimination of hurry there's um dane ortland's uh gentle and lowly which is specifically about the um jesus words that that invitation you come to me or you who are uh we're in heavy laden and um and i think there is something there as well because it's is not that's not that book is not so much about rest as about the character of jesus but perhaps that is a sort of a focal point uh, as well like actually how about just writing a song that that just says that says something about Jesus, you know, picks out one facet of the diamond that is his character and then just, just sits, sits with it. Mm. You know, if you see someone go, you know, goes into a gallery and there's a painting that really catches their eye, they're not in a hurry uh, at that point. There is a moment of, of rest there of actually I'm mm. just going to, you know, gaze uh, at this image and, um, yeah, kind of glean all that I can from it. So, yeah, that could be another um, great thing for yeah. people if they want some inspirational reading. Nice that's all we've got time for this month thanks for listening and uh, we're going to finish with a song from the collection that Sam has been talking about which uh, Sam is going to introduce 
Yeah, so Timo and I started writing this at the Wydell uh, retreat last year. As I said, it's based on Matthew 11 and also um, a couple of other sort of scriptures that we, we pulled into the to the theme. Um, it's part of this little EP of, of three songs, uh, sorry, four songs that you you get as uh, if you buy the Leader's Guide or you can just listen to them on Spotify or on our website. We'll leave the links in the show notes. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Come all you heavy laden Come all you broken down Come all you burned and fragile Find rest for your souls Come all you stressed and anxious Come all who clench their fists Come all whose minds are reeling Find rest for your souls Be still, my soul, hear the words of Jesus. Come and sit at His feet, come it's all that you need, surrender all. Be still, my soul.
Be still, my soul.